3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: We all know the internet has so much to offer, but there are corners of the internet you don't want your children going to. So what do you do? There's an endless list of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that impact the entire family and require hours of tech support. Circle with Disney found a better way. This awesome little device designed for families manages content and time online for all the devices in your home. Easy to set up. You can filter content set time limits, even set a bedtime. Each person can have their own setting. This way, your children don't end up in scary internet territory, but mom and dad can still use the internet to get their work done. Use code Nancy at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle and free shipping. Circlewithnancy.com Offer code Nancy. Thank you, Circle, for protecting our children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, channel 132.
1: The search is still on tonight for three-year-old Mariah Woods. The girl was
4: last seen by her mother at her home in Onslow County.
5: The mother tells me she last saw her daughter in the home at around 11 p.m. when she checked on her. This is my world. This is my angel. She said her boyfriend saw the toddler around midnight when he got up, and she says he told her to go back to bed.
1: Remains believed to be the little girl were discovered along a highway. Now there's an arrest. 32-year-old Earl Kemry, Mariah's mother's boyfriend, no one is charged with causing her death. Camry's charges only include Concealing a death and obstruction of justice.
3: More charges likely to follow and maybe others charged. We are not ruling
1: anything out.
0: After a long search, after sifting through one fact after the next, after literally thousands of people, ATV, shoulder to shoulder, canines, helicopters, divers, three year old Mariah is found. She is found at the bottom of a creek 25 miles from her home. Does it jive? With mommy's story. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. In the last hours as we head to air, we receive bombshell information on the case. Joining me, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, psychologist and founder of anxiety Alexis Terezchuk, RaiderOnline.com, investigative reporter, death investigator, Joseph Scott Morgan, and joining me right now, Child Advocate ashley wilcott ashley it's quite
6: a bombshell what have you learned listen so nancy the cps documents that the father had he has shared and it states in here really horrific horrific disclosures by the 10-year-old sibling um and quite frankly if kids are listening to the show i don't think they should listen to this specific part please
0: do not mention anyone other than Mariah, if she is included, or the alleged perp, if he is included, if there are any other minor children, let's don't refer to them, if there are, with me, child advocate Ashley Wilcott, with a major development
6: in this case as it unfolds. Right. So the 10-year-old sibling, though, states in this document that he witnessed the boyfriend, and I'm quoting, put his penis in the mouth of his sister, Mariah. He also states that the mother knew the boyfriend did this. Now, that's one of the allegations, Nancy. It gets worse, right? That's a horrible one. But listen, it also states the mother of Mariah was aware that the boyfriend abuses substances, including, listen to this, pot, heroin, and methamphetamines lastly that on the same day mariah went missing that the 10 year old was hit in the face by the boyfriend causing the nose to bleed that's a hard hit kids get hit they don't bleed right when they're in sports and such causing his nose to bleed and the mother knew it and failed to protect him so nancy i'm gonna i'm sure you're over there throwing up right like so now i'm gonna give it back to you when you probably can't even speak it's it's that detailed i
0: hardly even know which way to turn ashley i don't even know which way to turn guys we were talking about the disappearance and now we know the death of this gorgeous three-year-old little girl mariah woods i have talked extensively with her father alex as he struggles to understand what happened he was in the middle of a custody battle to get his children back he did not want them in that home. This is what we know. They lived in a very tiny home. And the mom lived with the live in, her two boys, and a little girl. The little girl, the story is Alexis Therese, Chuck, that she goes missing in the middle of the night. Just break it down really quickly. And I want to go back to Ashley Wilcott. What happened? <laughs>
3: Well, the mom called 911 at 6 o'clock in the morning and said her daughter had been missing. She said she last she saw her, she put her to bed. She said her boyfriend said he saw her at about 11 o'clock at night, and he said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to put her back to bed. The mom wakes up in the morning, and she is missing. Obviously, none of that was true now that we have found little Mariah's body, and the boyfriend, Earl Kimry, has been arrested.
0: You know the timeline didn't really hang together for me and there was a little confusion at the beginning of it but what really stuck out in my mind to ashley wilcott is this little girl wore wore braces on her legs you know like in the um um posters for cerebral palsy the poster boy who has turned out to be a very dear friend of mine over the years has grown up and still advocates for cerebral palsy remember him it's that kind of posters uh, that kind of braces, Ashley. Her braces were in the home, and her PJ she wore the night before. And when you and I heard that, along with Joe Scott Morgan, we were all like, uh-uh, N-O. The child's gone, and what she was wearing is still there, and no other clothes are missing. I mean, you know, Ashley, I've told you about Lucy. She got on some kicks. She's cleaned her closet out so much, there's hardly anything in there anymore. I know exactly what's in there, and I will know if something is missing, much less when you're three. You know exactly what's in there. No other clothes were missing, which means she wasn't wearing anything when she left except those pink and white undies. Ashley, I want to go back to this bombshell discovery uh, that you have made regarding child protective services, or as I call them DFACS Department of Family Children's Services. Do these documents specifically name the Livian Kimry?
6: Yes, absolutely. So I said boyfriend for purposes of making it easier for listeners to follow. But it specifically states, for instance, the 10-year-old states that he witnessed Mr. Kimry put his penis in the mouth of the 3-year-old. All through, it references Mr. Kimry specific. Guys, I'm looking
0: at the documents myself right now. Across the top, it says, State of North Carolina, in the matter of... And it refers to the title of the case. Uh, it says name and address. And it is, in fact, they're 2405 Dawson Cabin Road. It gives notice. It gives names of lawyers. This lawyer is named Mark Rayner. And that's the l- lawyer for the mom. Then there's another lawyer, John Paul Saba. It keeps going. I'm just telling you what we're seeing. It explains uh it says where the dad lives it gives a juvenile summings and notice of hearing so does that mean to ashley wilcott that
6: there was a hearing on this because it's given a case number and everything so what happens yes what happens when children come into the custody of the state in every state it's a little different but every state there's going to be a hearing that occurs quickly because the court has got to determine for instance in in Georgia is there probable cause is there reason that these children would be at risk with their family and actually need to be in state custody and those hearings happen quickly
0: and you know this filing is december 1 2017 it's when they're filed 12:34 p.m. in the afternoon in Onslow county when did she go missing? What day did she go missing, Alexis Torres? Chuck, the
3: either November twenty sixth or twenty seventh, depending on when. What you yeah. think the with the mom? And
0: the reason she's saying that, guys, is we don't know what time of the night she goes missing. The mom says she put her to sleep at eleven. The boyfriend says he sees her at twelve. When did she really go missing? It's one of those two days. So this this is filed. Let me understand this. After she goes missing, explain that, Ashley Wilcott. Guys, these, these. I'm just beside myself. I'm looking at what Ashley Wilcott has managed to unearth, and I'm now on page four, and it's exactly as she is saying. Uh, go
6: ahead. What do you make of this being filed after she goes missing? I'm not concerned about that. Only in this respect what happens is the process is so quick necessarily because the court needs to protect children so frequently courts are able to give verbal orders based on testimony presented to them or have an an emergency order to protect the children and then often the documents are allowed by law to be filed once they can be prepared within a very short time frame so in this specific case i'm not at all surprised those are date stamped later that doesn't concern me because i think the children were likely with a relative or somewhere safe right um, before everything got filed now keep in mind the other piece of this nancy that we've learned is that the children are placed with a relative they are with the maternal grandmother so while they remain in the custody of the state as i understand they're placed with a relative which so long as that relative is appropriate it's much less traumatic for those children
0: i'm going back to the paragraph in order there are about 20 paragraphs of fact allegations some of them are just the address and the names but the one specifically paragraph 15 a witness states he observed the live-in boyfriend earl kimry put his genitals in the mouth of mariah woods a three-year-old child the witness states that the mother knew Earl Kimry was sexually abusing three-year-old Mariah, and the mother failed to protect the juveniles from exposure, failed to protect Mariah, correct that, failed to protect Mariah from exposure, to sex abuse. The next paragraph, as Ashley Wilcott, child advocate, has told you, says that the mother is aware Kimry abuses pot, heroin, and methamphetamine. You know, I got to ask you something, Ashley Wilcott. The mother, let me state again for the record, has not been named a person of interest or a suspect in the death of three-year-old Mariah. But Ashley, she needs a lawyer, a defense lawyer, and I'll tell you why, as you already know when you are in the commission of a felony that being child felony child abuse or neglect neglect and a death occurs during the commission of a felony that is felony murder and for a felony murder just like premeditated murder you can get the death penalty bam Right.
6: And I have no doubt that charges are going to be forthcoming. And I've said from the beginning, law enforcement has done a bang up job in this case because they have controlled the investigation so that they can be thorough and deliberate and figure out exactly what happened, what charges can result and will result. So I have no doubt she will face criminal charges. I think they're being thorough in their investigation.
0: You know, Ashley, when the cops do a great job, nobody ever notices. When one rogue cop does something horrible or the cops in general mess something up, that's all you hear about. It's the headline. But you're right. This child was found 25 miles away from home in a creek bed. They found her. I've gone over it and over it and over it with her father, Alex how it could have happened, the way it may have happened. Ashley, we also have learned from Alex that someone in the neighborhood observed someone leaving the home around 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning carrying something. It's all fitting together. But these documents, Ashley, these documents from Child Protective Services, I'm just sick because a scenario is playing out in my mind. When you don't know a horse, Ashley, look at the track record. If there is evidence mm-hmm. that he had molested a child before, what do I know about what was happening that night? Allegations the mom knew and did nothing. Was that what happened that night? And then the child ended up being killed that she was going to tell somebody. Who knows? Ashley, help me put this, help me put the pieces of the puzzle together.
6: Look, statistically, if you talk about cases in which um, a a male has been a perpetrator of abuse against a child and it's been substantiated, statistically, it is frequently, 26% of the time, by a boyfriend or a stepfather. So already, if you just look at statistics, which can be dangerous depending on how you interpret them, but my point is that happened in this scenario. I do not believe the mother did not know and or should not have known she should have known she didn't know or she should have known this happened i have no doubt in my mind she is equally as responsible and in my opinion more responsible than the person who actually did it because it is a mother's job to protect her children and stop choosing making poor choices for who's around your children and in this case that's exactly what she did she did not protect an innocent child at all
0: you know ashley So often, and I'm going to have to go to Dr. Chloe Carmichael on this, but Ashley, in our practice, uh, me as a prosecutor, use a child advocate and lawyer, I don't believe I have ever once, once, in the literally 10,000 plus cases I have handled, seen a mother side against the boyfriend or the husband and with the child. Never. Not once. Never. I don't understand it. I mean, I love David. You know I do. Uh, but I would totally kill him uh-huh. or anybody else that touched the children. And Ashley, you know, I love our babysitters. You've met them. all. Of, you know, That's every person I've ever had be with the children. But I've always asked the children alone, has so-and-so ever touched your front end? Has so and ever, ever touched your back? And they go, Mom, who would want to touch my back? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know beside me. I don't know anybody that would touch it. But have they? Just tell me. Just tell me. And, I, you know, I know it sounds crazy to people on the outside, but you have to be vigilant. But there are people, you know, like women, when their husbands are cheating, they ignore all the signs. They don't want to know. They ignore the perfume. They ignore the lipstick. They ignore the calls outside in the car. They ignore the two cell phones. Why? You know, you just, you do, you make up excuses. You rationalize. Could that be possible here, Ashley?
6: Yeah, absolutely. And I do think women rationalize that. But once children are involved, that's what you know, that's a whole different thing than, oh, my husband's cheating. Once you have children and you find out that there's any type of activity that puts your children at risk as a mother, that should come first. But there's an emotional and I'm not the expert in this. Thank goodness you have one on the phone who is because there's just this inability to choose these children over a man. And they continue to make bad choices and choose a bad man over protecting their own children. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm here to say it happens a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, man, no offense, man. I love men. But like I tell Lucy, she once had a little crush. And um, I said, Lucy, don't worry. If he doesn't like you back, men are like buses. Another one will come along in about 15 minutes. Don't worry. And it'll be even better. Uh, so I don't understand why a mom would choose a man over, or a husband choosing a woman over their children. It's you know, the, it's the same for both genders. What we know right now, bombshell child protective service documents. Uh, I guess we suspected, but now we know that formal allegations had been made in secret. We managed to obtain these documents i want to thank our partner who is making our investigation into the disappearance and death of baby mariah possible and it is 1-800-dentist you know what we all eat way too much sugar especially in the holiday season that's why you need an appointment with an awesome dentist you find using 1-800-dentist why the specialist at 1-800-dentist match you up with a local dentist that suits all your specific dental needs. For a dentist with the latest technology, find a dentist with CEREC. With CEREC, that's C E R E C, dentists create a high-quality crown in one one single office visit. No more multiple trips. No more spending gaps of time with gaps in your teeth. That's not pretty. With the dentist, you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before this year is over. You don't have to worry about replacing that temporary crown you get in December with a permanent one in January. Usher in the new year with a beautiful smile. Learn about CEREC and book your appointment today. Visit 1-800-DENTIST.com slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST.com slash C-E-R-E. You know, I want to give my children a beautiful smile. Okay, I really do. They're wearing braces right now, and I pay for it on a monthly basis. Go to 1-800-DENTIST and give yourself and your children the same, a beautiful smile to face the future. I want to thank you, 1-800-DENTIST, for being our partner today. In the last hours, we receive a bombshell formal documents from Child Protective Services in North Carolina that allege, this is not a conviction, it is not a finding by a judge, formal documents alleging the live-in boyfriend had been sexually molesting baby Mariah, who has now been found dead at the bottom of a creek. We knew it was all wrong when Mariah was missing and her little leg braces were still in the home, as were her pajamas she was wearing the night before. Ashley Wolcott, for those people that are just joining us here at Series 6M 132 that may have just found us on the dial, please tell me what you have found.
6: So, Nancy, what we have found is that there is a witness in the home who has disclosed seeing Mr. Kimry, who is the boyfriend, putting his penis in Mariah's mouth and that the mother failed um, um, to address this and knew it was happening. To Dr. Chloe
0: Carmichael, psychologist, founder of anxietytools.com, joining us out of New York. Dr. Chloe, it reminds me so much of a case, one of the first ones I had, where a very prominent Atlanta businessman had been abusing. He had 30-plus, quote, natural children. I, suffer, I remember it very well from all different, a lot of different women over many, many years. And he was then living with his new girlfriend. She had a teen girl, like a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old, and, of course, he was molesting them. And I went digging and found all of these similar transactions where he had been doing this for years and years, and he was now in his 60s. And I remember looking at that living girlfriend, her teen girl had already moved out of the home and was living alone in a housing project rather than live in their fancy home. Wonder why, right, Dr. Chloe? And the victims in the indictment that I was prosecuting were, looked like two little bitty angels. One was three and one was five. And he was full on molesting this 3- and 5-year-old. And the mom knew, Dr. Chloe, the mom knew. She would sit on the defense side of the courtroom every day of trial. That's the trial I got held in contempt, by the way. That was a big old mess. Every public defender in the courthouse ran to the courtroom to see me get handcuffed. Um, But back to the story, she even took the children on on the weekend when I wasn't with them on the weekend, to the defense office to recant their stories. Dr. Chloe, I I, I I don't understand it. Why would a mother, in the face of all this evidence, side with the boyfriend?
7: Nancy, I hear you loud and clear. Um, you know, it's just, I would, I would have been getting arrested right there with you in a situation like that. Um, with, with a mother in this type of situation, um, there's a, a lot of, you know, potential reasons, although I don't believe any of it really ever fully explains the way that a mother could abandon and really act as an accessory, you know, to this terrible abuse of her own children. Um, you know, in many cases like this, the mother was abused herself. Um, it's also possible sometimes that, you know, perhaps even due to her own history of abuse, that the mom can take on almost more of a childlike role, um, you know, to the abuser. Um, there's also times when Believe it or not, the mom gets a little bit of a, of a sick thrill. Um, you know and again we're talking about somebody who could herself, you know be a very sick person. Um, but there, there is a certain amount of power that a woman gains when she uh, provides a gateway uh, to a man like this to her children. As we can all imagine, it's not very many women uh, that would stand by and allow this to happen. So in a very strange and sick way, the mother actually takes on a lot of power. It's also possible, um you know from what i understand that there was a custody battle uh it's also possible that you know she was afraid that by revealing that this had happened that she might stand you know to lose her children from what i understand there were also you know a lot of you know drugs heroin and things like that in the home uh, it's also possible but, that she was so focused on her own issues um, yeah i can w-
0: see the drugs bit clouding her mind if, if in fact she was using them we don't know that but dr chloe to choose keeping custody over protecting your child and if you want to keep custody and you don't want to lose custody to the father then kick the boyfriend out oh 100 percent. the two choices are not live with a boyfriend molesting your child or lose your children the answer is turn your boyfriend into police and kick his sorry rear end out of the house and get a tpo on him to never come back yeah i agree in
7: fact it makes it in many ways even more inexcusable because she obviously the father was you know standing right there I don't know you know why he didn't have any custody but there was apparently other you know viable options if for some reason she felt unable or unwilling to cut off her
0: connection to this man Joining me is Alexis Tereschuk, radaronline.com, Joseph Scott Morgan, Death Investigator, and Professor of Forensics at Jacksonville State University, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, founder of AnxietyTools.com, Troy Slayton, uh veteran defense attorney joining me out of LA, and Ashley Wilcott, child advocate. Okay, out to Troy Slayton, defense attorney, joining me. What we have right here are charging documents with a case file. Uh, They have not been proven. These allegations have not been proven. But the witness states who is in a position to know what's going on in the home that this occurred, Troy.
8: There's no allegation of murder at this point, Nancy. We have unlawful disposition of a body. We have larceny. We have moving a body. But we do not have a murder case. So this poor young girl is dead. We don't know who did it.
0: Uh, Troy, uh, Alan, could you check his connection? Because he he must not have heard me correctly. We're talking about Child Protective Service documents that we have obtained that allege through an eyewitness that the live-in boyfriend, Earl Kimry, was methodically abusing, sexually abusing this three-year-old little girl and that the mother knew. That's what the charging documents say i'm repeating what i see in formal documents i'm not talking about a murder charge but i i do assume you're familiar with the theory a felony murder are you not troy slayton
8: absolutely absolutely if you commit a, a crime a felony and somebody dies even if it's not the direct proximate cause of what you did you're guilty of murder I well, get would you agree
0: sense. with me troy slayton that felony child neglect would constitute an underlying felony for a charge of felony murder.
8: Possibly, unless it's too attenuated. Just because you commit a felony doesn't mean that that felony was part and parcel of the death.
0: Troy, you just said in your last sentence, you just said the felony does not have to be particularly related to the death, i.e., you and i go in to rob a bank i get crazy and i gun down alan duke you didn't even know i had a gun guess what you're in for felony murder you yeah, just wanted Nancy, it some easy money you didn't yeah, want but, any bullets bam it's done it's but, over in fact that doesn't mean
8: what if i commit uh the crime if i hold up a liquor store the day before and then the next day you go and rob a bank and we happen to live with each other that doesn't mean that i'm guilty of the murder that happened at the bank okay
0: let's hypothesize in this scenario clearly what we're talking about is child neglect if these documents are true that the mother knew the child was being neglected and if the mother knew the boyfriend her boyfriend her lover was molesting her three-year-old daughter and she allowed that situation that neglect to go on and during that neglect the child ends up dead are you telling me with a straight face Troy Slate that would not be felony murder
8: in that exact situation that could potentially make make a case for felony murder man you're
0: slippery but we Isn't don't know Ill. but we still you're don't like know. a greased pig have you ever tried to catch a pig troy slayton because my dad and my uncle uncle rabbit when my dad would get home at night from working on the railroad he and my uncle my uncle convinced him to start a pig farm And when they would get home, my dad would have to get out of the car and go chase pigs that got loose. And they're slippery. They're not easy to catch. They're filthy. They smell. And they're typically covered with wet mud. Okay, Troy, not to suggest that you are a pig or bovine in any way, but you're extremely slippery. I had to nail you down. Nail you down on that. I'm talking about a felony murder. And again... Nobody, not the mother, not the boyfriend, have been charged with murder. The mom is not a person of interest. She is not a suspect at all. That's
8: because we don't know the cause or manner of death at this point.
0: Well, I can tell you this much. She didn't sneak out to Joseph Scott Morgan, death investigator. The three-year-old girl that walked with braces did not walk out completely naked except for her pink and white undies without her leg braces, get 25 miles on her own on and throw herself at the bottom of a creek.
4: No, uh, you're absolutely right. That is uh, not possible. And I think that right now we're waiting to find out exactly what her cause of death is, uh, Nancy. And this is, this is a big issue here. Uh, she was found, as you stated, at the bottom of a creek. Why would somebody drive that far away to dispose of, of a body from this little girl's home over 20 plus miles. One of the things that the ME is going to be looking at here along with the FBI is a dearth of evidence, both at the primary scene, which would be the home and then where the body was found. Um, they had out a dive team, Nancy, which implies that this child was at the bottom of a body of water. It wasn't just simply, she wasn't just simply floating in, in the water. Um, I'm wondering, was she submerged? Was she uh, uh, weighted down and placed into this body of water? And how does somebody know about this isolated area where the body was found? One of the things that I'm really scratching my head over is did the individual that was involved in this, uh, whoever brought about her death, um, did they take this poor little angel out so far away to do something so horrible to this child? that they, they want to complete and total privacy. And then to do away with evidence, they would take this individual child and submerge her in a body of evidence to try to get away from fiber, to try to get away from DNA evidence, all these kinds of things. Uh, the FBI is keeping a tight lid on this. I don't expect us to hear anything from the FBI. However, I believe that shortly we will get a cause of death uh, from the medical examiner. And uh, that's going to give us far more information. Hopefully they'll be able to tell us uh, what type of trauma was found on the body and also, and this is this is one of these things that kind of uh, kind of uh, chills you to your bones um, was she drowned in that water? In other words, was she held down? Well,
0: hold on, just got more yeah. If you look at the search warrant that was used as the basis for arresting the boyfriend for obstruction, it says he took the dead body out of the home, I believe is what it said. So whatever happened to her happened in the home. Look at the search warrant, Joe Scott, and and read it and see if you understand it the same way I do because, you know, we can both look at a fact scenario and see a completely different thing. Look at it real quick while I go to Alexis. Alexis Therese investigative reporter for RadarOnline.com. What do we know about the temperature the night Mariah went missing? so this is winter in the south
3: it was about 40 degrees that night which is cold i live in california so those are different for me but i grew up in north carolina and that is cold at night in the 40s and in fact there were pictures the next day of the mom with uh, mariah's sibling and he was wearing a little winter coat so this is the the This is winter. This is not a warm, balmy summer night at all. So this little girl had only her underwear on, only her little pink and white striped underwear. It it, it was too cold for anybody to be without.
0: Alexis, that water in that creek was so cold on that little baby girl. I want you to hear uh, what has just happened. This guy has not been charged with murder, the live-in boyfriend, but he was very briefly in court and we have the sound listen
4: we are still investigating leads we're still doing interviews there are many other things that need to be um, considered the possibility of future charges well you know we're not going to talk about those things at this point we have been in constant contact with our district attorney's office and uh He has provided us guidance about where to go, how to go further.
0: That was Earl Kimry in court, and he's heading back to court. We believe that there will be additional charges, possibly additional defendants. That's what we think right now. But as of right now, nobody is charged with murder. Nobody's charged with homicide. The mother remains not a person of interest and not a suspect. I want to thank our partner who is joining us today in making our investigation into the death of a three-year-old little girl possible. You know, have you noticed your body changes all through your life? I mean, mine does. And especially since the twins came, I've got so much less energy and I feel fatigued. Well, I just learned that this is due in part to a decrease in circulation. If you start giving your body what it needs now, it promotes natural, healthy circulation to keep you feeling great, even as years go by. And that is why I discovered and started drinking Super Beets. Super Beats, B-E-E-T-S, promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation, increased energy, stamina, Only super beets made from beets grown to exacting standards. And then they concentrate them into superfood crystals. Make it easy. So if you want to give your body what it needs, call 800-516-0683. Or go online, nancysbeets.com. N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S dot com. Catch this with your first order. You get a free Extra 30-day supply of Super Beats, free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beats work for you, plus free shipping. You're not going to get that down at the pharmacy. You're not going to get that at the vitamin store. So call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com today. 800-516-0683 or nancysbeets.com today. Super Beats, you're awesome and thank you for being our partner today. Now back to our investigation into the disappearance of baby Mariah. This is Oslo County Sheriff Hans Miller. Take a listen as he advises many, quote, things are being considered, future charges, He is being guided by the district attorney. Listen.
4: Okay, now at this time, Mr. Kimmer, you can provide a copy of the warrants charging you with specifically on obstruction of justice concealing the unnatural death of a child, larceny uh, after breaking and entering, secondary burglary, and possession of stolen goods, correct? Yes. yes. And you understand what all of those charges are? Yes. Okay.
0: And also, when I spoke in depth on several occasions to Mariah's dad regarding what investigators have actually told him about how Mariah was killed, this is what he tells me. Have they told you how they think she was killed, Alex.
2: No, not yet. they as soon as they found her body, they rushed her to Greenville, North Carolina, where they was gonna perform the autopsy and I'll find out further information on how, when, why, all you well, know not why, but how and when, and all that information.
0: Alex, do they believe that Mariah was molested?
2: I have not. I do not know that. Me thinking? I have, yes, I think so. I hope and pray not, just for the peace of mind, but I think so, yes. I have not heard that from nobody because, you know, they're now just doing the autopsy, so I don't know.
0: Alex, was she clothed when she was found?
2: I have no idea. They did not tell me. All they told me was that they found my baby girl. They found Mariah. About 20 minutes away from where we're at, 20, 20, 25 minutes away from our home.
0: I guess because uh, Troy Slayton, uh, veteran defense attorney joining me out of L.A., take off your defense hat just for a moment. I guess we're all trying to figure out why. And the father was saying that he had, he has suspicions that Mariah was molested. He doesn't know because we're. We're trying to figure out why would someone do this, kill a three-year-old little girl, Troy. And, of course, the state doesn't have to prove motive. But, you know, really, not just juries, but people in general look for why. They look for the answer, Troy.
8: Of course, Nancy. Jurors want to know why somebody did something that is so heinous that they couldn't imagine it. Uh, Happening in their own lives but back to the father here he had visitation rights he had the lawful ability to see his daughter and he hadn't seen her for a year so he says that the reason why he didn't uh try and get full custody was because he couldn't afford a lawyer well that just doesn't hold water for me nancy because there are family court facilitators. There are low uh, and free legal services that are available to people. And 911 is absolutely free. If he thinks that somebody was harming his daughter, he could have called the authorities immediately and started an investigation or child protective services if he didn't think there was an immediate threat. So I just am not buying the story about the father who seems to be just piling on now.
0: Uh, Troy Slayton has just pointed a finger at the biological father who was nowhere near the home where the child was murdered, was killed, and then thrown at the bottom of a creek. In fact, he was the one out looking for her. You know, Alexis dot RadarOnline.com investigative reporter. Alexis, that you just saw in stark, stark reality how defense attorneys, no offense, Slayton, play look here not there don't look at the facts look over here don't look at the suspect look at this look at this i don't give a flying fig why what was going on in the custody battle i care about who killed this baby and you can bring up what the father what he didn't do you know alexis i don't know if i've told you this story do you know when i started law school alexis i was planning to be a shakespearean literature professor i didn't know a criminal case from the hole in the ground I had to look up the words plaintiff and defendant. And I remember I was with my sister. She was a professor at Wharton at the time. And um, my fiance had just been murdered. And I, first time I'd ever been on a plane, I flew to Philadelphia and stayed with her for a while. And I looked up the words plaintiff and defendant. I didn't even know what they were. Now, Alexis, I had a, a degree in english with a concentration on shakespeare and i didn't know anything about the legal system you want to tell me alexis that everybody out there knows what to do when you're in the middle of a bitter custody fight and you're not getting along with your spouse and they're threatening you and you're having fights and they don't know what to
3: do and when he he says he has no money I, I believe that. Life is tough, and people are on, he could be on really tough times. Lawyers cost a lot of money, and to know that there are free services out there, how's he going to know that? people free lawyers aren't knocking Alexis, on his door. I
0: really do not think this is the time to pile on the dad. Talk about piling on. I know what it feels like to lose the thing you love the most. And to now say you should have, could have, would have that you screwed up It's your fault. It's not his fault. He did not do this thing. It's not his fault. And I really, really think that's wrong to lay the blame anywhere other than at the feet of the killer. Joe Scott Morgan, please explain what we know about the way this child, this baby was found dead.
4: If you can imagine, Nancy, she's over 20 miles away from whatever security she might have perceived her mother, out in the woods, in a body of water, cold. We have no idea what the cause of death is. But she died, I can guarantee you, in terror and horror. And the warrant itself states that she died of something other than natural causes. I can tell you this, three-year-old little girls don't just spontaneously die. And if what is true that has previously been stated about the sexual abuse, allegedly, imagine this tiny little angel is living in fear of her life, not knowing these people that are in custody of her, that have responsibility over her little life. She lives in fear that some savage is going to come creeping into her bedroom and it's going to assault her in the middle of the night. It's absolutely, absolutely horrible. And we're going to have a much more detailed picture painted for this very, very soon when the medical examiner releases its findings.
0: Dr. Chloe Carmichael joining me from New York, founder of anxietytools.com. You know, Dr. Chloe, I have represented as a prosecutor so many grown women rape victims and sex assault victims, and I see what they have gone through, and, and their life is never the same. Yes, 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 they go on, they soldier on, but I always compare it to uh, having a broken arm that you don't get set. You learn to flip a pancake, like my mom she's riddled with arthritis she's got all sorts of ailments but she was a class trained classical pianist and played the cello in the symphony and i watch her play the piano she can't move her shoulder but she still can play a little bit these women go on but it's never the same can you imagine what it's like for a three-year-old child to be molested just let your mind go there see that's the only way i could get through a lot of my cases is don't let my mind go to that moment but let your mind go to the moment where a three-year-old little girl is in bed the mom is in the next room and the live-in comes in and molests you now i know what it does to ladies grown ladies i've dealt with so many child molestation victims. I, I don't even know how many I've, I've represented, but they can't verbalize the way adults can. Can you imagine that, Dr. Chloe?
7: Nancy, no, I mean, it, it is, it's unimaginable. It's It's really beyond comprehension uh, because it, it is, it's just outside the bounds of, of what we consider uh, normal behavior uh, for for a reason. So what the three-year-old, what she went through, of course, in and of itself, is a, is a terrible trauma. But then as well, the fact that it appears that it had been going on, um, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't the first time you know, that there was the police report that a witness in the home had, had seen uh, the live-in put his penis in her mouth. If he was doing that in eyesight of other people... That suggests that this probably had been going on, you know, for for some time. And so for the little girl to not only experience the trauma, but to have it seen and witnessed by other people, possibly even including her mother, uh, who did nothing to stop it, it becomes a trauma on top of a trauma. And I will say it also becomes what we call a trauma for the secondary victims, who are also... Um, you know, other children that may have been in the home and been aware of this because they're put in a terrible position because their mom, if she in, in some way knew about it, is implicitly sending the message, um, you know, that you well, better not speak I up agree,
0: about Dr. This. Chloe. I, I know that my mother, when I was a child, exactly this age, Joe Scott, you've heard me tell the story before, three, risked her own life to save my life. I mean, you look to your mother to protect you from everything. Um, Our program today would not be possible without our partners. I really can't thank you enough for joining us, and I can't thank our partners enough for making our program possible. And I want to thank this partner that means a lot to me, Circle with Disney. And I want to talk to you parent-to-parent. I want to protect my children, and I do protect them in every way I can think of, and I want to protect them from the Internet. The Internet is so awesome. We use it every day with our school projects. And last night, uh, we were in bed watching James Brown sing I Feel Good before he went to sleep. They know the world of Internet, but there are parts of the Internet I don't want them there. I don't want them. It's dangerous, and it's hard to monitor what they're doing online 24-7. There's a lot of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that could require some tech pro to come to your home and install hardware and software. That affects everybody in the family, but here's the answer. It's Circle with Disney. It's a little device designed for families to manage content and time online for all the devices in your home. You... The parent filter content. You set time limits. You can even set a bedtime, and it's so easy to set up. John David, he's 10, set it up for me. Everyone in the family has their own setting. This way, children don't end up in the scary part of the Internet, but Mom and Dad still can use the Internet to get their work done. Use offer code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle plus free shipping with this offer. $10 off, free shipping, circlewithnancy.com, offer code Nancy, circlewithnancy.com, offer code Nancy, $10 off your circle and free shipping, Circle. I am grateful for what you have done for me to ease my mind, help me protect my two children. And I'm going to thank you also for being our partner here today as we try our best to unravel the story and protect other children. Now, we're talking about the mom and the live-in. Again, mom is not a suspect. Mom has not been named a person of interest. No one has been charged with murder Yet. As a matter of fact, listen to mom, you judge her credibility. You're the jury. The jury is the sole judge of credibility. Listen.
5: Please bring her back and I love her. I'll do anything that I can, whatever you want, just bring her home, please, safe and sound. She's my baby. She's my everything. What does she mean to you and your family in this community? She's like an angel. I had my tooth tied and burnt on each side. I found out I was pregnant with her. So we call her our little angel. She's got the personality of make you laugh. She's goofy, outgoing, talkative. She knows how to make your day brighter. A lot to this community and people that are here looking for her, love her to death. What would it mean to you to see her face again? Everything in the world, just to be able to touch her and hold her, not let her go again, Like if give anything. Talk to Onsela County Sheriff Department, please, and let us know. And if whoever has her, please, I'm begging you, bring her home.
0: Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.